It's the Pirate People Podcast, today with Megan Pester, the Director of Admissions and Marketing at North Central Missouri College. The Pirate People Podcast is available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on our YouTube channel, Pirates Digital Media, plus by this time, maybe a couple of more places. Hi, everybody. I am Rick Cole of Pirates Digital Media. As we restart our weekly podcast, now that the second semester, the spring semester is here, uh, we are featuring Megan Pester today, a little deeper look at some of the people in and around North Central Missouri College. Before we get to uh, Megan, a quick note here. Pirates Digital Media is now providing live stream video from our athletic contests on the road most of the time. Check out our website www.piratesdigitalmedia.com to see the latest editions as we follow the pirates on the road. And now Megan Pester on the Pirate People Podcast. Megan, you're uh, in uh, kind of an administrative position now at North Central, but you've held a lot of jobs here uh, uh, as you rose through the ranks. And uh, tell us, first of all, what's your current position? What were the positions that led up to be uh, you being in this spot? Currently, I'm the Director of Marketing and Admissions. I have held this position for the last year. Um, I actually started, I went to college for marketing, that was my undergrad, and still didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up after I graduated, so. Like a lot of people. Yeah, like a lot of people. Um, I worked retail for a little while, and then I got kind of, offered a job here at NCMC in the admissions department, um, basically kind of encouraged to apply, I guess, for the job. And so I started as an admissions representative back when we were still doing paper applications and there were two admissions staff members. (laughs) Um, So everything was manual. It was crazy. I did that for about a year. And then I actually got the opportunity to start a brand new position Uh, working with Northwest Missouri State University as their transfer facilitator. So when people ask me how long I've been at NCMC, it's kind of a tricky (laughs) answer because I've been on campus since 2007, but um, I have only been employed by them for, you know, eight eight or nine years. Okay. So, yeah. Where'd you graduate? I graduated from Northwest. From Northwest. Mm -hmm. And so you weren't, you weren't really known as an NCMC student, like a lot of people that uh, find employment here. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, and in marketing was was your thing at that point. What brought you back to it? Um, so to be completely honest, I chose marketing as a major because it looked like uh, the easiest. Oh, okay. That's a great answer. <laughs> the, the least amount of classes, and it ended up being awesome. Um, I actually, like I said, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, once I started working in higher ed, it was kind of like I never – thought of working at a college as a job if you aren't a teacher. So it kind of opened up a whole new world. And I I was really fortunate when the marketing job came open at NCMC because it was something that, you know, like design and uh, creativity and all of that is something that I've always loved to do in my free time. So it was just kind of a natural thing for me to want to move into that world. Let's get back to admissions in a little bit and talk Mm -hmm. a little bit more about marketing. How has it changed since you were that idealistic college student and graduate with a degree? So marketing changes every day now, um, especially with the internet and social media and any kind of digital media. Whenever I was in college, I didn't have a single class or topic on social media marketing. 
And now that is a majority of what we do. Was there social media, though, out there? There had to be some. um, Yeah. So without, like, super aging myself, Facebook had just started. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Well, you're a lot younger than me because we had started with absolutely nothing like that. Right. The internet hadn't even been born. Uh, Facebook, is it kind of passe now for, you know, uh, for marketing purposes? It is. It's it's crazy because that was the big thing whenever, even a couple of years ago, you know, put your money into Facebook advertising. Yeah. And now with the generation that is coming up, um, the, the high school students and the college students that we have now, um, it's YouTube, it's TikTok, it, you know, Facebook falls way, right. yeah. way down there as far as um, what they're what they're doing with their free time, how they're using social media. So. TikTok has been kind of the hot thing this year. And, uh, you know, you read all about and how they're changing their tactics and trying to attract more people. And uh, yet it still seems to me, at least, like it's for young, young people. Are we trying to use that as a tool to reach uh, possible recruits? Yes. So we have a TikTok channel and it is super fun um, to put any kind of content on that platform because I think the one thing that I really like about TikTok about TikTok is that it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, you don't have to script videos. You don't have to put a whole lot of thought into it. It's supposed to be fun and energetic. And we have used it a lot to showcase um, our athletes and uh, just students on campus and campus in general. Um, we're using it more as a tool to get our name out there and to kind of um, show what we have. We don't put any paid advertising in TikTok. I think yeah. that's the great thing about it because um, your video can go viral with no money put behind it. Right. So it's a great marketing tool. Right, right. How do you, uh, and and what's your thought on distinguishing what is, I'm going to call it classy content or stuff that's legit as opposed to some stuff that just is out there and is just wild and probably not what we want to be associated with in a lot of ways. How do you, how do you distinguish and, and how do you deal with that? So with our TikTok channel, it is managed through my office and it, as is all of our main social media channels, um, as far as, you know, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of that is managed through my office. So while we do have a lot of student content, it has to go through myself or um, Amanda, who is my coworker in right. marketing, um, before we post it online. And, you know, I, I did a little um, follow up with uh, Sarah Bird's class that she had. Yeah, recently. they did the, the takeover thing yeah. a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. They provided us with a lot of content. And some of the feedback I gave them was, you know, you guys are college students. We still get to have fun, but we still have to remember, you know, we have to we have to watch the language and watch the, you know, how we're portraying ourselves because this right. is going out on a public channel for not just college students, but for everyone to see. Right, right. Instagram, uh, Snapchat, still viable? Yeah, so Instagram is huge. Um, also, right up there with TikTok as far as what they're using um, for Gen Z and then our current college students. And um, Instagram's used by a, yeah. a lot, uh, you know, a very broad reach of, of population. So, um, with that compared to, you know, it's great with social media because all the platforms you can utilize in a different way. So with Instagram, we get to use pictures to kind of tell our story. And with TikTok, it's video. And so, you know, you kind of have to find that balance on on what you want to showcase and how you're telling that story. Right. You're so involved with it professionally. Do you find it useful personally? Uh, social media? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I spend a ton of time on yeah. social media. Yeah. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, 
even personally, I'm using it to research what what's what are the trends, what's what are colleges posting, um, what's being liked, and what's being you know what is going on on TikTok and Instagram, and how are companies and colleges using that to get their name out there. So even when I leave work, I'm still doing that at home. Yeah. yeah. You, you love your job, though. This is, uh, you were telling me earlier, this is something you're really excited about. Yeah, I love it. I didn't ever think that, I mean, I, I worked in advising before I moved into marketing and admissions at NCMC, and I love that, too. Um, it was something that I was really passionate about because it was more, you know, helping the students directly figure out what they want to do with their life and take the right classes. Right. And, yeah. you know, a lot of thought was put into that and a lot of behind the scenes work um, with admissions and marketing. I love it even more. So um, it allows me to be creative and fun and I get mm-hmm. to, you know, still work with the students, but in a different in a different way. Right. Okay, now let's talk about the admissions part of your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, one of the things North Central has been known for over the past several years is their increasing admission when other schools are not having that success. What's what's the secret to the success of admissions? Well, if I knew the secret, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it really is a secret. Maybe we're just like the maybe we are the secret, you know, Um, we're a community college. And I think the stigma around community colleges is finally going away. Um, It's taken a long time, but people are seeing community colleges as colleges rather than just, you know, an extension of high school. Right. Um, We have a plus. I mean, we have so much to offer. We have athletics. We have we have residence halls. A lot of community colleges don't have any of that. And then on top of all that, we're small enough that we can put personalized emphasis on our students. Yeah. What's the message though? What do we what do we use to attract kids about North Central? Just can you sum it up in a, kind of a not a mission statement but just a, something to remember? Yeah, so um, something that we focus on in marketing and also in admissions when we are out visiting with students and doing visits and all of that is we are affordable. So even if you don't have A+, Um, which is huge. Even if you don't qualify for financial aid, we're still under $200 a credit hour and you can't even hardly find that anywhere. We're accessible, meaning that we we have our campus here. We have our campuses in Maryville, Bethany, soon to be Savannah, North Belt Center, and plus our online campus, if you wanna call it that. So you can really go to school from anywhere. Um, so affordable and accessible is really how we sell it. And um, also we are just, we're available for anyone to come here. We have, you know, the transfer degrees. So for students that want to further their education, but we also have the career and tech ed. So for those that want to go right into employment. We have so much to offer to so many people right. in this area. We are regionally based though, although that region is going to expand a little bit. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, so we have traditionally been a 16-county region, which is most of northwest and north-central Missouri. Um, This coming year, we will be adding Buchanan County to our recruiting region, which is awesome. So we will be serving them in um, a lot of different ways, not only offering classes there, but we can be a little bit more aggressive with getting into that county and talking to potential students. Um, A lot is going on with Buchanan County and our expansion there. So that's that's going to be awesome. Um, and then, you know, it just helps our reach. Yeah, and yeah. it allows us to talk to those students that may not have known about us because a lot of our competitors are that direction, you know, yeah. towards the city. And you're talking so. about the St. Joseph area, Buchanan yeah. County, right? So that's a, a major city, maybe the biggest city closest to us outside of Kansas City. So would, that's fantastic. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Are you competitive with those other regional people? Are you? Do you feel a sense of competition between them? I don't know if I feel any competition. Mostly what I'm looking at is how we're growing internally. So I'm a big numbers person. I like to look at the data, um, see you know what population is at uh, a certain high school and what percentage of that population are we capturing as far as reaching out to them and connecting, how many are converting to applicants, how many are enrolling. Like I like to see all of that because I think that is how we can improve ourselves. Now where I do get competitive is when we're out on the road and we see all the uh, cool stuff that other colleges are doing yeah, and then yeah. I come back and I'm like, yeah. okay, well, we have to change all of this and we have to, you know, work it into how what we're doing. So. That's so interesting. You talked about the data, how you, mm -hmm. you know, how you uh, engage with the data. And yet you're very creative too. That's a kind of a yin and a yang sort of thing. How do you reconcile the two sides? I think a lot of it is I just have to have purpose in what I'm doing. So um, I have to be intentional with a lot of the marketing side. So in order to kind of prove to myself that it's worth my time or worth putting out there for the college, I want that data to back it up. Right, right. For uh, for uh, complete transparency, Megan is my boss, my over, well, I don't know what you call it, but supervisor. Uh, how has being a, a boss, how do you feel about uh, that leading people and, and having them underneath you? How do you how do you deal with that? So I when I worked in advising, I also had a team that I supervised and that was, my first experience being a supervisor. Um, and it was it was pretty easy. We were all on the same page. We were working on the same projects. Um, this position is different because not only do I oversee my admissions uh, team, I also have the marketing team and then your digital media. Right. So um, it can be a little bit chaotic at times. Um, <laughs> I, I also have uh, North Belt Center that I, I oversee as well. Oh. So um, a lot of different areas, but I feel like we all work well together and I try to keep that balance between marketing admissions and you know the north belt center yeah. kind of separate make sure i'm checking in with people and looking at their work and everything and making sure everything's going yeah. smoothly north belt center tell me what your what's that responsibility so really what i do is just make sure their operations are running smoothly so toby uh crippen is our um extended campus coordinator over there. She really runs the show. I don't even have to worry about anything going on over there at all. Um, I just typically check in, do you guys need anything? You know, how are things going? Uh, things like that. So right. that's about the extent of it. Was was there a skill set that you had to uh, learn in order to be a supervisor? And if so, where'd you where'd you get that? Well, I'm um, I'm the eldest of my family, ah. so you know I've always been the bossy one. I have <laughs> two younger brothers, so that helped getting yeah. you know being able to oversee them whenever I was younger. Right. I guess um, I don't know. I think it's just a learn as you go type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mutual respect for your teammates and making sure that you are being, you know, transparent and communicative and all of that. Yeah. Um, you grew up in Princeton, right? I did. Yeah. So uh, I know we've got a lot of students from Princeton here as well as from around the region. But, but what were you like as a, a kid? So let's let's go back to high school. What were you like? Were you a, one of those a good student, a respective, uh, respect, respectful student, a little bit uh, on edge? Where, how would you characterize yourself? Um, I feel like my trajectory probably started then. I was... I'm, I'm still the president of my class, so yeah. my graduating class, I was voted the best leader. Fantastic. Um, I wasn't, you know, I, I was just 
Princeton, we had 30 people in our graduating class. Yeah. So, you know, you're friends with everybody and you're involved in everything, everything you could be involved in. And that's one of the great things about those smaller schools is you can do all that and you, you still have time. Um, but, yeah. Activities in high school? I played softball and I was a cheerleader. Okay. Uh, kind of a softball player were you? I played third base. Oh, so, tough position. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was... It was a lot of fun. It, you know, team sports teach you a lot. Yeah, yeah. When you were uh, playing third base, did you have to creep up on the hitter down the line and get real close in, in bunting situations? Oh, yes. What was that like? So we, um, I'll give a shout out to my, uh, our pitcher that we had in, in high school and she graduated with me, um, Becca Evans. She was an amazing pitcher, all state, I think all four I years I think I've maybe. heard of her name somewhere. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, huh. But I was lucky because, you know, you know, if people did hit off of her, they usually hit down first baseline. Right. So I could get right up, right up there on the yeah. plate. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. It's good to have good pitching in yeah. softball. Cheerleading. Here's a here's a point that uh, I like to to visit about. Is it a is it a sport? Is it an activity? How did you feel about it when you were cheerleading? We did not compete. Whenever we but I mean, were, you know what I'm saying is that uh -huh. a lot of people think cheerleaders are just, you know, you don't work at it. You just show up and you're, you're you know, you look pretty and you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All that kind of typical girl stuff that we've always heard. Sure. How did you feel about it when you were? I think it can be, it, it's a sport. I mean, you still practice. You still put yourself in uh, situations where you could be injured. You are expected to perform at, you know, games and everything where you show up and you know, your job is to keep the crowd and the players up and in a, in a positive atmosphere. Um, we didn't compete, but I think the, the teams that do compete and, you know, dance team, cheerleader, whatever, it's definitely yeah. a sport. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, and you were saying when you're on the recruiting trail, uh -huh. you see those other, were you kind of like that as a cheerleader? You saw what the other cheerleaders were doing and we got to do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We were. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's competitive. That's really good. You know, I've, I've always felt like whatever you're doing activities-wise, especially in high school, you know, whether you're practicing football or you're in band or you're a cheerleader, you're putting in time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's a big believer in doing a lot of different things. I don't like one-trick ponies that do just one thing. You know, most of the time it's sports. Right. I just think there's that general all-around you get something good out of participating in lots of stuff. Yeah. How about, how about college? Is, is the same true there? Do, do our kids here in school benefit from being in different activities, trying different things? Absolutely. I think the, the last statistic I saw about that was um, more than 80% of, it, I'm sorry, uh, if you're involved in things outside of the classroom, you're 80% more likely to graduate. Right. So getting involved in clubs or, um, you know, athletics, um, really anything. And we have so many clubs and organizations here um, that are not even academic related, right. just to get that sense of community and have that encouragement to stay in college and to finish. Yeah. I, you know, let's talk about that a little bit because I see uh, not only that we'll call them traditional kind of clubs that are around college campuses, but the times have dictated that we add different kinds of clubs for different people who have interests in different areas. And uh, boy, I think that's a positive sign for North Central. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, we have some clubs that have just started in the last few years that I think have really taken off that are, you know, kind of um, really uh, niche clubs right. like the Shakespeare Troop and the Nerds yeah, Guild right. and all of those things. So I think it's great that students are stepping up and starting those. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot again. If you were a student at North Central, what group would you like to be most part of? 
Oh, gosh, probably um, student ambassador, student senate, ah, yeah. you know, those things that are that are really campus. Involved. It's that leadership thing again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked about admissions a little bit and uh, about your uh, background in, in marketing. Uh, what do you do for hobbies? What's uh, personally, what, what do you do to kind of take, you know, the edge off when you're at home or whatever? So um, I have two kids, so we stay busy with really anything they're wanting to do. Um, I like to be outside, so this time of year is not fun for me right, right. <laughs> because it's so cold. So um, if I can do, be doing anything outside, um, I like to read. Um, we watch a lot of sports at right. home, so watch a lot of Pirates Digital Media oh broadcast and football. Well, and let me apologize that. for everything that happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, great. Uh, I think that I, I've seen your posts. I think Instagram comes to mind immediately, but you're kind of a summer person, aren't you? You yes. kind of enjoy the, the pool and that kind of stuff. In fact, I think all the people in your building are kind of the beach girls or yep. something because you all like that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, we would all rather be outside. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it's kind of like that working for the weekend. We're right. still putting everything we have into our jobs, but um, getting off work and being able to yeah. spend that in get in the sunshine and everything so that balance between professional life and personal life that's tricky these days it really is mm -hmm. and uh, is that something you consciously think about um I I don't know um I don't know if I consciously think about it I think as a even as like a parent or somebody that has you know a husband or wife or a significant other at home um it's it's trial and error so yeah. you know you feel like you do a lot for your there there are times whenever I leave work and I think oh my gosh I'm like really on to something here mm -hmm. I don't want to stop and I take all my stuff home but then when I get home you're yeah. like okay it's time to shut it down and we'll just pick this back up tomorrow right so right. um it's yeah it's trial and error sometimes you got to put more work into work sometimes we'll I'll take a personal day and just yeah you know stay home with the kids or whatever. So. I heard a, a great analogy, I think it works here, that when you row a boat across a lake, you don't go in a straight line. It looks like if you're 20,000 feet above, but you don't. Go a little to the left, a little to the right, pretty soon you're at your destination. I, I think that's kind of what you're talking about. You yeah. have to kind of adjust and go and all yeah, that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, adjust yeah. as you go. Parenthood change you? Did it, did it change you fundamentally as a person? Of course. I mean, you don't realize <laughs> it, you know. Um, as you're going through it. But I think looking back, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. What do you enjoy about being a mom the most? Um, they're fun. I mean, they're funny and they're fun. And how old are they? Um, my daughter's 12 and my son's six. Oh, and yeah. so, um, yeah. And now, you know, they're at the age where we can actually go do stuff and yeah. like go to the movies right. and they like it and, you know, things like that. So yeah, they're yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Are they going to North Central, you think? When they... I hope so. My daughter's convinced she's <laughs> yeah. never going to move out of the basement. So really? Going to college at NCMC and living in the basement. You know, they do I have a tendency to bounce back yeah. after they leave, right? Yeah. You, you get ready for that one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. Uh, it's, it's fun to chat with you because, uh, as I said, I like to be around successful people. You're certainly that professionally. It sounds like you do a great job as a mom, too. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, It's been good. Uh, North Central, if you could sum it up in one word, what does it mean to you? Or not one word. I won't limit you to one word. Okay, what's, what's, what does it mean to you? Um, honestly, I owe so much to NCMC. Um, it has made me the professional that I am. And the opportunities that I've been given by being employed here, I, I can't even put into words how much it's impacted me. 
So it means a lot to me. And I think um, we have so much to offer at NCMC. And I, I really hope in admissions and in marketing, we're making an impact on students that um, may not have considered us or just don't know about us. That's Megan Pester on the Pirate People podcast. Our thanks to her. She's the director of marketing and admissions at North Central Missouri College. The Pirate People podcast is available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on our YouTube channel, Pirates Digital Media. I'm Rick Cole. Goodbye for now, and go Pirates! Pirates!